RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong was a given hope of a long-awaited pay rise after a year of restraint. Mainland GDP growth slumps amid power shortages and debt worries in the property sector. And tributes are paid to the groundbreaking former US Secretary of State, Colin Powell. The Institute of Human Resource Management says it expects average salaries to rise by 3% next year based on its pay survey. It said 37% of the companies it questioned were planning to offer a pay rise after salaries grew at the lowest rate in a decade this year. Lawrence Hung is the Institute's Vice President. COVID-19, the situation won't go away. So under this kind of the background and circumstances, I think the companies tends to be more conservative. And also um, for the business outlook, despite some people think next year the business outlook is definitely better than this year, but it also depends on um, whether the uh, enterprise or the company is, you know, like situated in labor intensive versus non labor intensive, and versus whether they're able to, you know, like embrace uh, technology to help their efficiency. The mainland's economic growth slowed to 4.9% year on year for the third quarter as it grappled with power shortages and debt struggles in the property sector. Growth had reached 7.9% in the previous quarter. Societe Generale's Greater China economist Michelle Lam says she expects the mainland economy to see an even slower growth in this fourth quarter. The slowdown in the property sector, as you've seen what happened to some default situation of the major developers recently. And also we have a very serious electricity shortage in September. So these are also the reasons that I think will continue to be an issue over the coming months. So that also implies that the, um, the outlook for the fourth quarter may not be as bright as we are thinking before. The chief executive has appointed DAB member Clement Wu as the new Undersecretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, effective from Wednesday. The position has been vacant since Andy Chan resigned in February, citing health reasons. Mr Wu lost his seat on Taipo District Council in 2019, but has served on a number of public bodies. He's also an auxiliary police officer. Beijing has denied that it's tested a nuclear-capable missile that can travel at more than five times the speed of sound. The Foreign Ministry acknowledged that the test had been carried out, but said it had been a routine check of reusable space technology. Xiao Lijian is a Foreign Ministry spokesman. As we understand it, this test is just a routine space vehicle test to verify the repeated use technology of the vehicle. This is of great significance for reducing the cost and can also provide an affordable and cheap means of return for the peaceful use of space for humanity. Many others are conducting similar tests. Reports that a hypersonic missile had been tested prompted a warning in the United States that it risked losing a new Cold War with China. Colin Powell, America's first black Secretary of State and the youngest ever chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has died. He was 84. His family attributed his death to COVID complications. They added that he had been fully vaccinated. The BBC's Electra Smith reports. 
National Security Advisor, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, then Secretary of State. Colin Powell was the first black American in all three posts. His vast military experience shaped his views on foreign policy, defining his so-called Powell Doctrine, that US troops should only be engaged in the national interest. It led him as Secretary of State to make the case for the 2003 invasion of Iraq before the United Nations. How much longer are we willing to put up with Iraq's non-compliance before we, as the United Nations, say, enough. But he was criticised for relying on faulty intelligence and eventually resigned, later describing the episode as a painful blot that would always be part of his record. And a look at the weather. Mainly fine. The minimum temperature will be about 23 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees cooler out in the New Territories. It will be dry during the day tomorrow, with temperatures getting up to around 29 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook, there'll be a few sunny intervals on Wednesday, but come Thursday there'll be showers, with temperatures falling significantly later in the day. The temperatures will fall below 20 degrees in the mornings on Friday and Saturday. Temperature now is 25 degrees, humidity 74%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. Back to local news. The head of the Medical Association has called on people to get their seasonal flu vaccination, saying the risk of death will be much higher if a patient contracts both flu and COVID-19 at the same time. Dr Choi Kin said even though current health measures, such as mandatory mask wearing, mean the risk of a flu outbreak is relatively low, people should still stay on the alert. The risk of death will be much higher. The severity of the pneumonia will be more serious. They catch over at the same time. But the chance of getting over at the same time is not really that high at the current situation because people are wearing masks. And if you wear a mask, you get less chance of catching the flu and the COVID-19 easily. Meanwhile, health authorities have reported five new imported COVID-19 cases involving people who flew in from the UK, the Philippines, Ghana and Nigeria. Officials have also banned all Qatar Airways flights from Doha until the end of this month after a number of passengers aboard its flights tested positive for the virus upon arrival. Authorities say they suspect that a fire on board a yacht in Aberdeen this morning was caused by a short circuit. No one was injured. Police said they received multiple reports that a boat in the Typhoon shelter was on fire at about 10 o'clock this morning. The fire services department mobilised 17 fire engines and four fire boats to put out the blaze. Finance and the exchange fund has posted an investment loss of more than $13 billion in the three months ending September, partly because more than $26 billion was wiped off the value of its holdings in the local stock market. The Monetary Authority says regulatory changes on the mainland have hit the Hang Seng Index, which recorded a drop of almost 15%. Deputy Chief Executive Howard Lee spoke through an interpreter. External markets, mainland economy, etc., all play a very vital role in the equities market. And corrections and policies in the mainland market somewhat affected our local equities market. There is not a single deciding factor. For example, the recent power shortage in the mainland also sparked concern in the local equity market for some sectors. Overall, the fund recorded growth of more than $126 billion in the first nine months of the year. 
and the Monetary Authority's chief executive, Eddie Yu, said it's hard to predict the fund's performance in the fourth quarter. He says it depends on the global economic situation, how the pandemic develops, and the outcome of the US Federal Reserve's meeting next month. The market is expecting that there is a chance that the Fed might announce a reduction or tapering of their bond purchases at their next meeting. And the inflation number and the employment number will affect whether they are going to do that and what messages they will bring in terms of their monetary policy stance going forward. What reaction that will bring to the market in general and also to the capital flows coming in and out of Asia in particular, or emerging markets more generally. We will have to watch the developments. Meanwhile, the Monetary Authority has apologised for the temporary outage of its faster payment system yesterday. The real-time transfer and payment service was suspended for more than five hours, and the HKMA attributed it to unforeseen technical issues during a planned system upgrade. Mr Yu stressed the outage had nothing to do with cyber attacks. This time, the maintenance work is a bit more complicated than before because it involved the relocation of the backup system. When the Hong Kong Interbank Clearing Limited does the relocation, there's actually a bit of instability between the linkage of the main system and backup system. So HKICL has decided to revert back to the original arrangement and delay the relocation so that they can look into the issues and plan better when they do it in future. The Consumer Council is warning people not to eat too many biscuits. It says not only are a lot of products high in fat, sugar or sodium, but they also contain substances that can cause cancer. Timmy Sung reports. The Consumer Council says tests carried out on 60 different types of biscuits, including digestives, crackers and wafers, found all of them contained carcinogens, such as glycidol and acrylamide which are produced during the manufacturing process. 56 of the samples were found to contain 3-MCPD, a substance that can affect the kidneys and male reproductive system. Didi Wong, the council's chief executive, is urging manufacturers to review their formulas in an effort to reduce the presence of contaminants. If you can select more healthier choices in making all these different kind of biscuits, possibly according to the test finding already, that you can minimize the contaminants as far as possible. The council says people should not treat snacks as a regular meal and they should instead consider eating healthier food like fruit. Turning overseas, Myanmar's military government says it will release more than 5,500 prisoners detained for opposing February's coup. It's the most significant concession made by Myanmar's generals since they seized power eight months ago. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Head. 1,300 of those to be released have already been convicted. Another 4,300 are in custody awaiting trial. All are believed to have been arrested for their opposition to the coup. However, they're not thought to include Aung San Suu Kyi, the detained leader whose government the military deposed in February. In a televised address to announce the release, the coup leader, Min Ong Lain, insisted he is sticking to the military's own slow roadmap back to some form of democracy. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has said Moscow is suspending its diplomatic mission to NATO from next month. Mr Lavrov also said that staff at the NATO office in Moscow would be stripped of their accreditation.
Мы приостанавливаем деятельность военной миссии. She said many of the doses had been distributed via the COVAX program designed to improve equitable access worldwide. We have always shared our vaccination production and capacity fairly with the rest of the world. We've said that at least every second dose is produced in the European Union will go abroad and we have reached that with this important milestone of exporting one billion doses of vaccines to the world while also delivering to the European citizens. Sport, the standard chartered Hong Kong marathon is returning this Sunday after a one-year absence. The event was cancelled last year because of the coronavirus pandemic and COVID concerns also saw this year's race pushed back from February. Only vaccinated runners can compete and participants will need to take a COVID test 72 hours before it starts. There'll be far fewer runners too, only around 18,000 compared to the more than 70,000 who took part in 2019. One of the organisers, Dennis Ang from the Hong Kong Association of Athletics Affiliates, says they're hoping a successful event will encourage more people to sign up next year. We know that some of the people are still reluctant to participate because this is the very first time of a, a very large-scale event to be happening in Hong Kong. Various kinds of anti-pandemic requirements which are not being uh, implemented before the pandemic. We expect many people, many runners, would like to see what happens in the events in coming Sunday. This will let them know, let them decide whether they would participate in the 2022 event. Tennis, the ATP Indian Wells Tournament, has first-time winners in both the men's and women's competitions. Britain's Cameron Norrie beat Georgian Nikolaos Bashilevili in three sets in the men's final. Norrie lost the first set 6-3, but rallied to take the next 2-6-4, 6-1. He's also the first man ranked outside the top 25 to win the title. It's been an incredible, incredible two weeks here, and I uh, couldn't be happy with how I handled it all, and uh, it's definitely... Worth acknowledging this week. I'm, I'm so happy I can't really put into words right now. And Spain's Paula Pedosa captured the women's crown for only her second WTA title. She beat the former world number one, Victoria Azarenka, 7-6, 2-6, In the MLB playoffs, the Atlanta Braves doubled the lead over the LA Dodgers in the National League Championship Series thanks to a second walk-off hit in as many games. Down by 4-2 in the 8th innings, the Braves scored twice to tie it up and they won it in the ninth when Eddie Rosario singled home the winning run with two outs. Atlanta lead the best of seven series 2-0. Games 3 and 4 are in LA. A reminder of our top stories. Hong Kongers are given hope of a long-awaited pay rise after a year of restraint. Mainland GDP growth slumps amid power shortages and debt worries in the property sector. And tributes are paid to the groundbreaking former US Secretary of State, Colin Powell. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 If I fell in love with you Would you promise to be true And help me 
understand Cause I've been in love before And I found that love was more Than just holding hands Track from around 1964, The Beatles, and If I Fell in Love with You, a song written by John Lennon, by the way. 17 past 11 here in Hong Kong, wherever you are on our little blue ball, you're more than welcome to be involved in our magical mystery tour, and of course, our sentimental journey Mondays to Fridays after the news at midnight. It's just the rain. 